0: This portion of Mackey and Judd brought to you by MetaFast.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. This is our last hour from Radio Row all week. We've been here since Monday, just sleeping under the table. And
2: <laughs> I'm back tomorrow at 10. <laughs> oh, you're back with tomorrow. Right. And Patrick, I believe, yeah. so.
1: This has been an incredible week. If you missed any of our interviews all week long, I mean Victor Cruz, uh, Greg Jennings, Lee Steinberg, uh, the list goes on. Devin Hester was great last hour. Greatest punt. Returner Greg
2: Jennings was fantastic. Yep. yep.
1: So you can find all of that stuff on demand. Mackie and Judd uh, show page, iTunes, or our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts at fifteen hundred ESPN. All right. Jarius Wright's in the house here, Vikings wide receiver. Is this sort of a, hey, thanks for joining us. You like, made your way through the zoo that is Radio Row in the Mall of America.
0: You know, I appreciate you having me, but it's definitely a zoo around here. But, you know, it's good to see Minneapolis, uh, you know, get all these fans. And uh, this this great Super Bowl. Yeah. Is it kind of a,
1: a buzzkill, though? Like this, obviously, you wouldn't be here. You'd be down, like, preparing for a game had things gone differently.
0: You know, it is a buzzkill. Of course, I would uh, love to be playing in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, especially the way, the kind of the way we went out, uh, you know, it kind of hurt a little bit. But, uh, you know, f- for the most part, it's still, you know, good to be able to take part in these activities.
2: Are you past the loss yet? Or if not, how long is that process going to take to get uh, past the loss in Philadelphia?
0: Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not over it yet. Uh, <laughs> probably still, maybe after the Super Bowl I can get over it. I, I don't even know if I'm going to watch the Super Bowl now.
2: Really? I think the biggest question from fans is this. What happened? Because it's not like if you had lost a close game that hurts, but I think I think the astonishment from fans was was that the defense didn't play well in that. I mean, it, did you come away with the same type of question just because they won? Because you guys scored first we and did. then they come back and score
0: with thirty-eight unanswered points. Unanswered points. Yeah.
2: So so, what was your feeling coming out of that game?
0: Uh, you know, fans are wondering what happened. I, I was also wondering what happened. Uh, you know, it's just uncharacteristic of us and. We didn't play Viking football. We didn't play the way we played all year. And I think that was the biggest surprise with us and the biggest sp- surprise with me, you know, me, me personally. Uh, I didn't recognize the team that was on the field that night.
1: Yeah. What, um, what's, a, what's a behind-the-scenes anecdote from this season that, like, fans might not know? Like a, a Mike Zimmer speech or Pat, is there something, anything that you can share with us behind the curtain that might be interesting for fans that, that sort of uh, epitomizes what this team was in 2017.
0: Uh, you know, uh, offense coordinator Pat Sherman used to always tell us, you know, it's uh, it's not the it's it's not the plays, it's the players. Uh, you know, so you know you can call anything, but you know, as long as, long as we got the players out there, uh, we can always make it work. And then he interviewed with the Giants
1: and said, it's not the players, it's the play calling. Give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Well, let's let's talk about him too because. You like to see a guy do a good job and then get a promotion and then get a, get another gig as a head coach, but I mean that's that's a big loss for you, right?
0: Oh, uh, you know it is a big loss. Uh, he was a great offensive coordinator, uh, great great mind. Um, I like the way I like the way he ran things offensively. Uh, the Giants, you know, the Giants got a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, a great offensive mind, and you know, uh, I know he'll do a great job of putting good coaches together. What's
2: the most important thing of? For that spot too because i mean we, we've seen in, in the past you know 10 years uh, plenty of ocs in this town Jerry, when you when you look at coordinators and you say okay this guy's good but not great or or this guy's great what's the separating factor in your mind of what makes an offensive coordinator very successful
0: uh you know it's just all about being versatile and being able to do uh different things with different players uh you know i think that's one thing that made pat Sherman offense go uh you know we might come out three tight ends and and run some routes and, you know, let three tight ends run routes that that receivers normally run. Uh, we might put running backs, you know, out, out, put them out of the backfield and let them run different routes. So we just got a lot of different receivers, a lot of different playmakers that can do a lot of different things. And Pat Shermer does a great job of getting them in space.
1: Yeah. I think we heard, uh, by the way, Jarius Wright is our guest here, Radio Row. Uh, superstar Mike Morris is going to be with us uh, at some point here soon for the rest of the hour. So I think, you know, we've heard all the, the praises from you guys. Case Keenum had a career season. And, and teddy's been tucked away at practice he, he did get into a game what does like what's the feeling now about teddy among players like what's health wise and just as a potential future franchise quarterback still he's only 25 years old still
0: i mean uh me personally i'm a i'm a teddy fan uh you know that's one of my good buddies on and off the field and the guy still has a lot of football left in him you know uh you know when the when when uh the injury kind of first happened you didn't you know you never you didn't you didn't know if he would play again but you know after seeing him now and uh you know just talking to him and seeing how how bad he wants to be on the field and how bad he wants to play you know i think he's ready to go and i I know for sure he could start like if
1: it played out i mean who knows case keenan's a free agent let's just say hypothetically all right teddy the chips fell and you're the starting quarterback week one and you guys have a tough schedule and you got to come back pick up the pieces. Would the locker room collectively feel like, yeah, we can go and and win big, maybe win a Super Bowl with Teddy?
0: No doubt about it. Uh, you know, uh, Teddy was kind of th- his rookie year; he was kind of thrown in the fire. I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all recall or remember. Uh, it was actually the Saints game, and Matt Castle broke his ankle that game. Yep. And middle of the game, Teddy had to come in, and we had, we had a chance to win that game late. And you know, that was uh, a, a young Teddy against Drew. You know, against a Drew Brees, and. You know our defense was good, but they they weren't known for you know just being the best defense in the league at that time. Uh, You know Teddy can come in; he can you know he can lead the team, and he's won he's won the team over with uh, with his play. Not only you know not only on the field, but just being in the practice and uh, the the guy he is in the locker room. You know, so he's won the team over in in that aspect for sure.
2: What makes a guy like that special? I, I mean, when when teams talk about the fact that they love this player, and we hear that. And I get it, but but what behind the scenes separates him and makes you makes you look at him, and along with your teammates, have so much faith in his
0: ability. Uh, the, the guy's a winner. Uh, you know, you can't you can't coach winning. Uh, you, know, you go back and look at from you know high school to college. You know when people expected. Uh, I know I wasn't expecting Louisville to to be a great team at that time, and uh, you know Teddy comes in Louisville and he. I don't know that exactly their records, but I know they they had you know great years while, while he was there. Uh, they made it to a BCS bowl games while he was there and yeah. beat, a, beat a pretty good Florida team. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, you know, after you see the licks, he took that one game and saw how he continued to get up and, and lead his team. Uh, you know, then you you like him then. But then you get him on your team and see, uh, see what kind of guy he is. Then you, you learn to love him.
2: So we've got um, Teddy, Case, and Sam potentially c- coming back, but their contracts are off cousins uh discussions if it was up to you do you look outside for the quarterback or turn in inside and pick from one of the three pending free agents that are on the roster already
0: uh you know i don't i don't want to go into major details but you know i i, li- I like the guys we have uh nothing against him and you know i think he's a great guy i think he's a great quarterback but, Cousins, uh, you mean? Yeah, yes okay. yes yes yeah. yes but uh you know out of the three guys we have i think we can you know uh See how far we went with Case. I think we can win a Super Bowl with it, with, with either of the three guys we have.
1: Uh, by the way, Jarius Wright, I think the number one member of your fan club has just sat down next to you. Superstar Mike Morris, former Viking as well. He's been on your bandwagon. We've been doing Vikings line for several years. And like every show, Superstar goes on a Jarius Wright uh, praise rant. So I don't I, know if you guys I have do. officially met before, but here it is. I uh, think
3: we have, haven't we? Uh, I'm, I'm training very camp or something, I think we I'm may sure. have uh, once or twice, but just uh, like in training camp. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Jarius Wright fan. <laughs> I love it. I love the route you ran underneath, uh, Dick for the big the big play that was a good that was
1: awesome man. by the way like we had you on i think we had you on via phone the next morning it's still amazing that play was great they defended that so poorly when you go back I and think look, so yeah, no yeah
0: yeah big time
1: if, they, if you run that play a hundred times i think it's probably a touchdown maybe once you they know. stayed
0: with kyle rudolph underneath <laughs> you you know it was uh yeah exactly yeah. They, they shouldn't have, yeah they probably shouldn't have covered him uh you know that play is funny we, we
1: actually <laughs> Probably should have done something different <laughs> we actually played
0: you know it's, it was actually like the third time we ran that play that, that game so you know wow. they, yeah so they they knew what was, i mean if you ask me personally they they knew it was coming
1: yeah but even if let's let's say he catches the pass and gets out of bounds you might i mean it's like it a 52 yard field it was goal. Too long, still, still it would have been, been too
0: long he, but he could have still uh, you know, won the I, game i have a lot of i have a lot of faith in uh in kai and he kicked a long one uh <laughs> not too early. I mean uh, was I don't know if was it was the fourth quarter? quarter uh-huh yeah. he kicked he kicked, kicked it pretty long and I think he could have kicked it f- that one from further yeah.
3: yeah you're right he hit the 53 yarder right down the middle I mean it it was it dissected the middle of that goal post so yeah. you're right I, on that one I wouldn't want to ask him to do like if Kyle Rudolph had caught the football if he would thrown underneath to Kyle that, yep. and stepped out of bounds that would have been no. 58 or 9 wouldn't
1: it that would have been I think it would have been Hail Mary I think <laughs> I think it would like, have been like it would have like definitely like changed, it would have definitely changed the situation so yeah. Yeah. For,
2: for you t- tell me this um the new coaching staff got got here and your role at one time was pretty prominent pretty good and they sliced your playing time down and it would have been very easy for a lot of guys to say release me i want out because i mean you you could definitely gone to a different team and had success why why the willingness to stick things out here and the willingness to be so adaptable in a situation where a lot of pro players would just say i'm gone
0: you know, I've I've been in Minnesota my whole career, and I enj- I enjoy being here. I love be- I love being here with the fans. I enjoy I enjoy the fans. Uh, not only that, I enjoy the team. I enjoy the organization, and um, you know I have a, I have a great deal of respect for this organization, and I think they feel the same way about me also. And like you say, it was you know it would have been easy just to to lay down, uh, not show up to meetings, not practice hard, uh, you know different things like that. But that's that's just not my character. That's that's not who Jarius Wright is, and I don't want. I don't want to put that out there. So, uh, you know, it's more than just about, uh, you know, just about the team. It's, it's uh, how I carry myself and what, what I want people to think about me.
1: I want to ask both of you guys this. A superstar, uh, you know, you guys have the same shared NFC Championship game heartbreak thing just in different areas. 98 <laughs> and 2017 here. What's it going to take, and let's start with Star and then Jarius next. What's it going to take for this franchise to finally have a happy ending at the end of it for the for the for the story to be written differently at the end wow that is that's a question that i mean that's that's something that hasn't been done since years man it's a bunch of good teams 57 years and you know
3: and and that's how old i am and i haven't seen one yet i haven't (laughs) i haven't seen one yet but I, i i just think you have to have everyone has to have their best season the same year and brad johnson told me that when i'm stealing that from him because he said the, the equipment guy to the to the trainer to the to the doctor to the everybody has to get people back on the field quicker, people have to come back sooner, the 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 chemistry of the team has to be just right. It, it's a there's a special blend, and then you might even I mean I hate to say it but there's a little luck involved in just that those key players not getting hurt and going down yeah. and just not being in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's what it takes. I mean you have to have your horses ready at the at the right time and 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 for us it was kind of a a cool story the way it played out with 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 case keenum is that we were looking around for something after after bradford and after teddy got hurt uh, what's it going to be and it's a it's a backup quarterback that comes in and it's right under our noses and we don't even know it but he takes us a pretty good distance he took us for a good ride you know so sometimes it's right under your nose and you don't know it but you haven't given that guy that player a chance to make it happen i mean we we were close we were really close he we, we didn't have to worry about what's next year i mean we didn't have to salvage something for next year. We, he took us to the nfc championship game along with a lot of really great defense and some great key plays like uh, the ones that we've talked about uh, in the new orleans game and whatnot but everyone's got to have that year and the kicker the punter we know what happened you can you can have your best year Gary Anderson had made every single kick and every single PAT up until he missed that one. Yeah. You can't have a better year as a kicker. He was perfect. And you sometimes still may not go.
1: Yeah. Brett Favre, best year of his career 09. Throws a pick, right? Case Keenum, best year of his career. Defense, no injuries basically. Yeah. So what like what do you think it's going to take eventually to get to get beyond and finally go through as a franchise?
0: Well, you know, I think he I think he hit it, right? Right on the head. He said everybody has to not only have their best year, but uh, but be healthy. You know that's one of the biggest things, just keeping everyone healthy uh, for every game. And you know it's it's crazy. Uh, you know if, if we would have won that game, uh, you know we had Pat Pat went down. Uh, you know we had a couple guys get sure. injured. So you know it would have been you know it been tough playing without guys. Uh, you know this week. But of course, you know I would have loved to be there. But um, health. Health is one for sure. Um, everybody has to not only play their best football, but in the biggest moments, uh, play their best football. Like he says, uh, the kicker had the best year po- possible as a kicker. But, you know, the one moment, Brett Favre plays the best year of his career. One, One throw. Uh, so you know, in the big biggest moments, you have to also uh, be ready to agreed, agreed. Yep. Yeah.
1: Hey, Jarius Wright, thanks for joining us, man. Thank hey, you, thanks for having That's me. I stuff, appreciate dude. you guys. Yeah.
0: I'm your biggest fan by far. Hey, least yeah. physically, right?
1: Hey, I'm, I'm your, I'm your I'm biggest <laughs> fan. These are these are your your largest. In bulk I'm the continuing. largest fan he has. He's yeah. yeah. 90 pounds. Or whatever I'm a big
0: is Wright guy for real. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I really am. But I really appreciate you. Support. Bet uh, you are slick. You know, for a while, for a while, I didn't know if I had any fans left. Right here, man. I I preach I preach your word all. All the actually, time.
1: And he actually ate five other fans. <laughs> body. Yeah, so we Back. got six and one. Huh? <laughs> Back with more Mackie and Judd from Radio Row at Mall of America.
3: All this week, 1500 ESPN will be live from Radio Row ahead of the big game, sponsored by Mall of America. Mackie and Judd have just 40 minutes left this week at Radio Row. And they're followed by Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow, then Sunday Sports Talk wraps it up on game day. For more details, head to 1500ESPN.com, keyword football. And this portion of Mac and Judd brought to you by It's Just Lunch.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. The superstar Mike Morris has emerged from the masses wow. of humanity here at Radio Row. Eagles fans, you got Patriots fans all over the place. A lot of Vikings fans showing up. I've heard a couple school chants. We're on our sixth Eagles chant so far since we started oh. our show from somewhere near hearing distance. Did you uh, we didn't join it. in? You didn't join in on the chant? Uh, well Judd and I tried to start a, a fools chant at one point. But, I
2: think it might have been a fools. Fools. I think it might have been Foles. a fools.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it'd probably be pretty, pretty uh, quick uh, to be, to be picked up on. I'm sure they would join in right away. Yeah. Tricky lyrics. So,
1: what are your impressions? You walked I mean, in I, here. You were, you were here on Monday when there was like five radio stations. I'm like, and wow, now it's everybody and fans. And yeah. what are your thoughts? This
3: is intense. I, I mean, I really set aside a lot of time intentionally, knowing that I was cutting it too close. Last time I was in, I, at 35, 40 minutes. Just sitting but in line. When I, when I, when I got, you
2: gave something more time. I'm very impressed, Michael.
3: Funny, amazing, yeah. <laughs> That's good. I know, I know. The only thing I normally give time to is eating. But uh, <laughs> as it turns out, um, this place has picked up quite a bit of steam. I mean, so this is what the Super Bowl is all about. I, I mean, now you kind of understand the, the intensity worldwide of how big this event really is, has become. I don't know how many countries are here. I mean, I, I wonder.
1: And this is, like, military-level security all oh, throughout the building, too. Oh, absolutely. They've, they've got bomb-sniffing dogs up and down every Everywhere. corridor. They've Heavy got,
2: artillery is what they've got.
1: Yeah, and it should be. They I mean, do. This is, this is probably the highest you know, security threat in the country right now. Now,
2: Michael, I'll start this off by saying I do not feel bad for, for the teams that get to play here because it's a great experience, and one will walk away as the champion on Sunday. That being said, until you're here... I didn't realize the amount of access that they have to give the media. Like they're doing press conferences and I'm not talking just a few players or coaches. I'm talking a daily basically a daily press conference from the coaches. Players available every day. The the distractions, which teams hate, the dis- the potential distractions are enormous. I mean because ordinarily if you're preparing for a game, you're at home and you have access, but if you're a player, you can go hide in the lunch room at your facility here it's every day starting with monday basically and i think going through thursday at least where you have to be made
3: available for a period of time it's incredible i didn't i didn't think it was that way either i thought it was really just the one mandatory day i was was under the impression that they opened it up on the field or wherever they set up all the different booths individual booths and you would have to man up there that the one that they that they made mandatory for even uh uh Marchand lynch i just thought well if he gets yeah. through this he's gonna be okay
1: that was supposed to be like an hour I mean yeah. that's an hour block of time, and he he went out there for fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: but I. But that's really every day, though. I mean, he, if, if they if, if they request him every day,
1: yes. You have to, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I really didn't. So you can tell, yeah. Like Judd was saying, I mean, you can you can kind of tell. Maybe from a distance, you think, oh, like distractions. That's an overrated yeah. thing. But when you're bussing to oh, from man. wherever you're practicing to the Mall of America over to here, and you do this. as a player, I'm
3: telling you, there there are a lot a lot of things that are made far too much over distractions. Little things like it could be a, a player having the flu or a cut hand or whatever the case. This is a distraction. This is a monstrous distract. It's gonna be who kinda deals with this the best.
1: Yeah. Although I, mean,
3: I can see where that would be a problem now.
1: Bill Belichick must feel pretty comfortable in his preparation. He was courtside for the first half of the Timberwolves Bucks game last night at Target Center. Like Floyd Mayweather <laughs> down there, <laughs> wow. you had wow. you had Antonio Brown. Wow. You had you had all kinds what? of celebrities. Yeah, yeah Bill serious. Belichick was oh, like yeah, courtside at the game. Wow. So if they lose, <laughs> and he and he went away for two hours from film preparation, we're going to point to that court <laughs> Besides, Belichick's First questions
3: will, will be, uh, <laughs> hey, so how seriously did you take the Super Bowl this year, Bill? Was it just another drop in the bucket, or are you just mailing him in now?
1: Had to go see the Greek and Carl Anthony Towns, huh? <laughs> go see his boy Tibbs. In fairness. <laughs> oh, he, that's the, right.
2: The, remarca- the remarkable thing, though, is for the Eagles, this is new. For a lot of fans it's new if you're the patriots this is just old hat like if you're the patriots you're like oh yeah super bowl these crowds nothing i mean belichick brady what now six six times well they've
1: won five and they've lost twice so okay their so eight eight, time. eight times yeah.
2: you're eight times sitting on this environment basically <laughs> you know every other year for the last yeah. x amount of years
3: if they i'm telling you the giants were lucky both times they beat them Yes, they were. I mean, you could say a lot about the way the Patriots have beaten people in, in Super Bowls, too. I mean, it's it's been a couple Adam Vanateri field goals twice. It, certainly, not, we all know what happened last year. Wow. I mean, that was no slam dunk. Uh, but fact is, is with any luck at all with the defensively against the Giants on a couple unbelievable passes, I mean, they're sitting here, Brady and Belichick, they're sitting with seven, looking for eight. It's incredible, but it's an amazing event.
1: And then, you know, actually, one of our guys, uh, one of the we had a handicapper on, one of the top NFL betters the last twenty years, came Brandon Lang, and he and he painted it the other way a little bit. Said, you know, they've played all these three and four point games. They Every have. Super Bowl is a is like a field goal game for the Patriots, right? Well, you know what happens if they maybe they could be two and five in those games if a couple things here or there. If they if the Atlanta Falcons can hold on to a twenty eight to three lead. If Seattle hands the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, we might be talking about absolutely some disappointments at the end of the year. And that, the fact is, goes to I show. think that
3: helps them every time. Now they're showing up for these, is that they they always find a way. They always find a way to win them. And yep. it's, that's the that, the more believability in the huddle than, than they've ever had because of what Brady did last year. And then I mean, you just think. There's no way you can beat these guys.
1: That right there is what what you just said is one of the biggest differences, and I'll put the fan bases in too. Take the Patriots, players, and coaches, yeah. and their fans versus, let's say, Vikings players, coaches, and their fans. If you're down twenty-eight to three, you're still pretty sure the Patriots are going to make a game, right? You're in good shape. Striking distance. If you're a Vikings fan, you're on your third bottle of of Pepto-Bismol. Like, you you know, oh no, no, no. I mean, you,
3: yeah, you have (laughs) or your fourteenth beer by
1: that, (laughs) or or
2: your fourth bottle of
1: whiskey. So
2: on on the two Bills special last night, Belichick and Parcells. One of the great lines in that show is they're going through the Giants Hall of Fame room, right? And they're looking at Super Bowl championships. And Parcells, they, they look at the uh, championship trophy from the David Tyree catch game. Jeez. And Parcells says to Belichick, basically, you never should have let Tyree catch that ball. <laughs> you gave him the game. It was it was great because it was a way for Belichick or for Parcells to poke Belichick and say, you gave away that Super Bowl.
1: I mean, how about Brett Favre hitting a wide open receiver in the 1996 Super Bowl? Bill. Yep. Yeah. yep. Parcells. Yeah. No like, kid. Tyree never. Tyree
3: never should have caught that ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Parcells was the one that said uh, going into that that game against the Packers, just jump on on my shoulders. I'll show you how to win one of these. That's really? what he told the players Are all week
1: long. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Good? I'm serious. Uh, was he blocking he said, in the
1: game? Was he? Did he take a snap? Like that? I don't game? think so. I don't. I don't <laughs> know
3: if Bill would hold up really well to any kind of football. Actually <laughs> playing football, he, the big tuna was just the big tuna but I don't think you want him out in the middle of the, f- of the field getting in the way. Yeah. But he, w- he said, look, I'll show you how to win one of these. Just jump on. Here we go. Did, think about did, that. Did, yeah,
1: did, true did, story. Did you wow. know, I don't know if we talked about this. I, I mean, Judd and I just discovered this watching the Two Bills documentary. In 1984, after Bill Parcells had a disastrous first year as head coach with the Giants, they won three games, Belichick... Was interviewing for other jobs, he was going to lead the Giant staff. Maybe he have agreed to coach the Vikings secondary under Les Steckel in 1984, and Sid Hartman wrote a note in, in his start to be an article, like it was a done deal verbally. And then Belichick backed out and went back to work for Bill Parcells because he just had respect for him, or there might have been some family stuff. Uh, but could you imagine if if Belichick would have gotten into the Vikings organization in the mid 80s? Does does history play out differently? Of course it uh, does. Absolutely does. It, uh, it's a, there's
3: a butterfly effect beyond belief if that happens. Because we all know how Les Steckel went. What hit, what and the Bud had. had to come back for a year to take over the controls for another year. Bud came back in 84. With Bernsey picked, With Bernsie. But or but 86. what happens if Belichick was already
1: on the staff? Maybe he retains him because he sees he's smart. Right. Exactly. Ownership would have blown them
2: all out, Morris. I keep saying I that. I disagree. Ownership <laughs> would have blown all of them out. Probably yeah. so. I, I, you I, know they would have. I mean, we've,
3: we've seen a few of them come through here.
2: That was the gang of 10 by that point, right? The what? The gang of 10 that, that owned the team? Yes, there were 10 under that, under
3: Roger Head. That was the problem.
2: Yeah. You had 10 people trying to run a franchise. Yeah. Guess what? It doesn't work. It doesn't. If work. you had had one person, I would have said somebody could have identified Belichick and kept him around. But remarkable, Mike, and they all, all those guys just panicked as soon as uh, Les Steckel started going through military training in Mankato with his players. <laughs> Jeez. Inclu- including feigning, was it? licking or putting his face in a faux dirty diaper. What? Yeah. I what?
3: haven't heard that one yet.
2: Yes. What's that
1: story? When you might want to share Ste- that one. When
2: Steckle got the job, one of his first things in training camp, I think like the first day of training camp, first of all, he came out dressed in military garb, full oh, garb. Boy. But one of the things that he allegedly did, and it's been talked about before, was he had like a faux dirty diaper in which he tried to make some point and like put his face in it or something it was very
1: yeah very i'm struggling to find bizarre. any like relevant possible connection there
2: i'll find it because it was super bizarre <laughs> the only
3: time i ever did that
2: belichick probably said see you later bye
3: i took dirty diapers from home we had to come home for like two days then i had to, we had to go back to mankato and i put two dirty diapers opened under the bed of terry allen
0: oh you know,
1: i used to love to give terry a bad time that didn't go over well can i ask Oh, Were my. the diapers dirty due to small children, or? <laughs> I wore it for a week. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Yep. There it is. And
3: 35 pounds. You know, 35 pounds. You th- <laughs> I thought that was actually the capacity that the diaper held. It's not the size of the baby. Oh. Oh, well. Nah, but no. I and My kids did a good enough job. I just took, literally took two of them, and uh, I put them in a bag, and... Ship them back You're down to say Apple. you my kids did a very good the job. The they did a great job ball on, ball on ball their own. They the didn't tree. need my help with it. I, that's for sure. So. Oh, it's lunchtime, uh, gentlemen.
2: It's yeah, lunchtime. We're right by the yeah. food court. Oh but I, didn't, I really did do that. The Shack just closed.
1: Yeah, it just, just <laughs> We just heard chart. that
2: story. We're closing up. Bye. Oh, See you guys.
1: Oh, man. Oh. Mackie and Judd hanging out with the superstar Mike Morris on Radio Row. Back with more. Mackie and Judd, back with you at Radio Row. It's an A-list of celebrities here. Daniel House. From fifteen hundred espncom is walking by. The that red puts me right area. over the top That's there. That's right. Yes. Forget Russell Wilson. Forget Viking Drew Brees. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. From the and Gopher the Shake Hole Shake Podcast, Shack. Daniel House. Everybody, he is here. Um, let's let's get into some more reckless quarterback speculation here, superstar. All right. Reckless, some reckless quarterback speculation. Okay. All right. There's no other type. There's no. So, there is no other. So. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, there's a loophole that if you keep a guy on the pup list long enough, you could toll his contract of his last year. You could you could just take that last year of a guy's contract and basically like repeat it for one more year if the league decides so. Uh, Rick Spielman actually brought that up unprompted in a press conference yesterday. Well. They might be looking at just bring, which way So he'd be back for a million and a half instead of hitting free agency, which you could take oh. another look at him. Uh, oh. So that's maybe on the mm. table. We had Keenum on the show earlier, and he's a free agent. Kirk Cousins, now that Alex Smith just got traded to Washington, is a fr- would you back up the Brinks truck for Kirk Cousins and make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league in purple? Like, I, let's start there. I mean, I I think that's that's the one you'd, you'd want the most now, I, I,
3: maybe even more so than Alex Smith, a little younger perhaps. I, I mean, it's a good place to start, uh, and you're going to spend the money anyway. It doesn't matter what you do uh, at that position. If you want something that gives you a chance then you're gonna have to spend the money um and the money's there too because of the, the the cba you know they just dice up more money every year so it's uh it's not like it's hard to come by they have to spend a certain amount of that the gross revenue to trigger this the 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 hard the hard cap mm-hmm. and so it's it may as well be spent with the with the quarterback that you you believe in i heard that wasn't cousins supposed to go to the the the, uh,
1: the, the uh, Broncos? Well, well that's, that's one the, of the, yeah. that's definitely, I mean, the, the Broncos and then Vikings because they don't have a Again, we're being
3: reckless about this. I'm not sure. I just thought he was already pretty much slam dunk.
1: Yeah, Denver. Well, well, another one, too, is, and this is, I mean, in terms of, like, his ability to win would be reduced, but the Jets have $72 million in cap room. They need a quarterback. Your
2: list of teams right now uh, wow. in the Cousins sweepstakes would be the Jets, the Browns, the Vikings, the Bills, the Cardinals, the Broncos, and perhaps, if they get smart, the Jaguars, although they might not wow. get
3: smart. Joe Thomas
2: right uh, behind us. You and see so- Joe
1: Thomas? Uh, he's been here for a couple yeah. days. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. And he knows the Browns are a dumpster fire, too. So we're going to assume <laughs> that Kirk Cousins, unless he's offered $1 billion, is not going to the Browns. Um, but what makes this intriguing is this. So, so if you want to do some reckless speculating and deduction, your choices are if you can toll the Bridgewater contract, Mike Morris,
1: Reckless speculation.
2: that you go get Kirk Cousins and sign him to a big contract and you still toll Teddy's contract to keep him as your backup for 2018, or you get Teddy's contract, which is very small, $1 million plus, told for 2018, and you franchise Case Keenum at, let's say, $23 million, but then if he does not succeed or Teddy comes back and starts for you, you are free of uh, Case after the 2018 season. But the, cousin, the Cousins option, basically, if you told Teddy's contract, allows you to bring Teddy back. But you got to figure then that he is going to to walk away after 2018 because Cousins would be your starter theoretically for four Reckless or five years.
1: Speculation.
2: So
3: there's a, there's a lot of different
2: ways you can look at it. Quarterback yeah. detective
1: paths.
3: It sure is nice of someone to bring up the angle with Teddy Bridgewater that we didn't even know about. I didn't know about that, but hell, we know now.
1: Yeah. Well, no, nah, that's good. I mean, but what's what's, we, what's weird is like <laughs> maybe he already, too much so, he maybe too much said, though. Played in a game. You know, I don't know why. I don't know. He, he should be a free agent, yeah. I guess. But. Uh, so there's a million ways you could go. <laughs> Believe I it or not, a so. National
2: Football League player is about to get screwed. Wow. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> shocking. Didn't, didn't, never happens. The owners, didn't see that coming. the owners are so giving ordinarily. Oh my god.
3: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dupe somebody here. We're gonna just bring them back and make them play again. You poor you poor guys. That we play said you're franchise you a franchise quarterback. Baseball
2: baseball players got it great. Their union is ironclad strong.
3: It is. Here, let you
2: me- have a worse one than hacking. How do you oh, have? How is the National
3: Football League Players Association worse than hockey? It's ter- it's absolutely horrible. I mean, if I had to tell you all what, what my pension is after 13 years of, of football, you would laugh, and and I would probably kill you if you told a baseball player or a basketball
1: player what it was. It's less than it's Judd has made in endorsements this week at the Mall of America. <laughs> <laughs> Judd That's here, the Mall of America is <laughs> the place to be. Shake Shack, it's jumping right now. It's Judd here. It's, Oh, man. It's sad. It's really it's bad. It's Judd here for Mike Morris's weak NFL pension. Right. <laughs> do you want to your pension? Annual pension. <laughs> Go on strike in 2021. Yeah. If you want to yeah. knock a few
3: zeros out the end of your bank account. I mean, you get free agency. If you if you do well in the NFL now, the money is so good for every position that you shouldn't have to count on too much pension. You right. should be able to take care of yourself if you do it right. You have a financial advisor. but So you wouldn't have to really worry about the the pittance known as pension.
1: But but it's bad. It's so bad. Let me frame the question this way just for fun, all right? Uh, Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, rank them in order of how fans, like the excitement of fans, if the Vikings said, so-and-so is our starting quarterback in 2018, for a big playoff run. What, what were the like, names give, again? Like, give me your, your three choices again. So you have, a Keenum. You have, you have, it's almost like a, you know, like a talent contest where you yep. put your hand over the guy's head and, yep. for guy. Decibles, applause for this yeah, guy. Applause for this guy. Yeah, exactly. So, and so applause for Bridgewater, Keenum, Kirk Cousins, and Sam Bradford, I guess. We can take him off the beat. Well, people, people wouldn't be excited about him. So. Yeah, I
3: think you get one of those tremors that you had in <laughs> Seattle when Marshawn Lynch uh, <laughs> ran down the field with the for, against the Saints. For Cousins? For Cousins. I think you have a decibel a uh, problem that probably rocks the Mall of America. Yeah, but then I think I think uh, not too far behind that. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. There are a lot of people that really love Teddy Bridgewater. I'm one of them, including uh, his teammates.
1: curious right, just like, spent five minutes raving yep. about Bridgewater. I mean,
3: I really like him. I, I really do. And and I I think I think Case Keenum won him over too pretty big this year. I I I really loved uh, the way he came down the stretch. He played some in some big moments that were I, I thought very impressive uh you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be disappointed by any means i don't know if it would rattle the the decibel meter but i'd, I'd be okay with that yeah. i really
1: would yeah cousins would be the one if you backed up the the money truck and then made that announcement and the result might not who knows what the result would be yeah. at the end of the season but yeah. the initial reaction would be change big numbers guy right yeah. Um, yeah. but
2: but that's but that's the thing the, the reaction would be really excited because of of the unknown there Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the problem with us as sports fans at times. We're always like, oh, this is new and it's going to be great. And that's fine if the investment is reasonable, Um, but I still think in the Cousins thing with, with the list of teams I gave you, Mike, that you are looking at a situation where somebody the Cardinals, for instance, are going to be stupid. Right. Yeah. And then do you match them being stupid and throw caution to the wind? Or do you at some point say, we've got other options here? So,
3: I don't know. I, I, I really wonder what, you know, everything's going to change anyway because of the new offensive coordinator. It's going to change a lot of things. but Because uh, you have to wonder if K- Case Kingdom could come back and be that guy for the new coordinator or not. We've seen him in, in situations before in the past where he wasn't able to make a team or, or, or do what he did this season because... The the offensive coordinator didn't handle him the same way that Pat did. I know he's had Pat in in a couple places too, but the talent the talent wasn't around him the way it was this team. And I don't know. It's it's all going to change. It really you can you can trust that all of it's going to change now that there's a new guy in the offensive meeting. Uh, So it's it's going to be a different different team.
1: Yep, superstars hanging out. Let's come back. Uh, we, it'll be our final segment from Radio Rose as the Mackey and Judge Judge back here tomorrow. Uh, Star's going to go back to the studio later today to do the Friday Football Fun Fest. Uh, Royce's going to join, so a lot more on 1500 ESPN today. And uh, if you want information about all the events happening today and tomorrow, Sunday, around the Twin Cities here at Mall of America, wherever, mallofamerica.com has the full list of all the events related to Super Bowl 52. So let's come back. Wrap it up. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out Radio Row at Mall of America. Gentlemen, we got Superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us. This is our final segment at Radio Row as the Mackie and Judd show. Judd's back tomorrow, and then we're back in studio Monday for, uh, actually, it's the fourth year anniversary of our show on Monday. Very emotional. Wow. It is. I got some breaking news. Wow. Breaking statue news. Hmm. So for some background, (laughs) remember that one time, like, two weeks ago when Vikings fans went to Philadelphia and they climbed to the top of the Rocky Steps, and they did the Skull Chants. Thousands of people doing a Skull Chant at the top of the Rocky Steps. <laughs> yes. And then they made their way over to the uh. Rocky Statue, over by the library. Yeah. And they put a Stefan Diggs jersey and a Vikings-themed scarf around the neck of Rocky Balboa, bronze Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah mary tyler moore has been violated with eagles garb downtown minneapolis oh no oh no it was only i just saw photo evidence on twitter mary tyler moore (laughs) with an eagles jersey an eagles hat an eagles scarf well desecrated
2: she's not throwing an eagles hat into the air now too
1: is she (laughs) you know what i think i think that's where the eagles hat may have been oh god no Um, not mary
3: they it's got, unfortunate. Got, of all things, they get they got to the Mary Tyler Moore, and I was really I was worried about that when you said breaking uh, statue news because just I was stay sure I was sure that, that something <laughs> had happened to Sid. That's statue. What I was going to say. You know
0: what we somebody check f- on Sid. Yeah. Well, that might <laughs> yeah. be next. That An might Eagles be Eagles tape recorder. I mean, what, if, <laughs> <laughs> what, what,
3: what if they put like a Jaworski jersey on him? Boy, could that's
2: you not a yeah. horrible. That's not a bad idea. For yeah. A Sid statue. Well, I know. I it. Or a
1: QB Eagles jersey. Yes, QB Eagles. should Go find one,
2: Michael. I go would. downtown <laughs> before you, you go into work. Yeah, We can put it yes. on the Sid Statue. In fairness,
1: we did fire the first shots <laughs> as a collective here, <laughs> yeah. as Vikings fans, to walk into their city. There now, we go. There's another, Here's another
2: Eagles cheer. And, the, and the chant went up, yeah.
1: you know. Now, in fairness, I would say <clears throat> this. I think our reaction to that isn't going to be bleep you violence. Yeah, gonna, you're gonna, gonna die gonna for this. Ass, yeah, right?
3: you, you put something on our fictitious character from the movies. Okay. We're <laughs> yeah. just gonna
1: passively aggressively cancel your Airbnb reservations yeah. and talk about you behind your back in the yeah. Uber.
2: We're just gonna say we're not gonna talk to you for the rest of the time that you're here. <laughs> we're just gonna, we're, we're gonna, gonna ignore you. We're gonna, <laughs> take that, Philadelphia.
1: And we're gonna then we're gonna send a strongly worded note to the manager of the Someone, establishment.
3: There, someone's gonna be written a letter for sure. <laughs> That'll show you. Dare, Let that be a lesson to you guys. How dare you oh, do that to our marriage
2: yeah, statue. Yeah, man.
1: that's how mean we can be. Star, what are your uh, detestable fan base rankings, just from your own perspective, oh, either as a man. player or a sports fan? Like, oh, I'll tell you. What I are the worst fan bases? For I,
3: I hated the Philadelphia people. There was no brotherly love for, for me or from me there. I couldn't stand them. Am I standing close to anyone from... I
1: hate him ah, We're almost done. Who cares? I hate <laughs> them. I, that's all I can tell <laughs> you. I, hate I don't them. want to get into a confrontation. No,
3: I do, really do. I'm just wanting to make sure that they hear it when I say it again. Yeah. Uh, then you would. <clears throat> for us, it was not good in Dallas. We had a little thing with Dallas because the entire team that we traded to Dallas that gave them several, several rings, but uh, so we didn't really like Dallas that much. I didn't need Emmett Smith, Trae Yeah, I didn't. But we really did have to have Herschel. Uh, then I didn't really care for. I, did, I did, The Raiders, that was a tough crowd. Oh, the black hole? That was a, t- that was a tough crowd.
2: Now, now, when you started playing, were they in Oakland or were they in Los Angeles? They were in Los Angeles Both. probably by the Both. Well,
3: I played them in Oakland and L.A. Okay. Yeah, and Dan Turk, their old long snapper, we were warming up yes. in the uh, end zone down by the black hole. And uh, they got rather nasty with me, and Dan went over and settled them down. So I had a long snapper protect me and tell him to take it easy. They, the language was too much. They were.
2: <laughs> you were just being paraded. Oh yeah, it
3: was. It was a, and he goes, I'll, "Wait, I'll take care of this." And he went over there and he settled him down. It was. It was. He really did too. Wow. I love him. So he, he passed away. Dan yeah. Turk. He's
2: no longer with us. What fan base did did you? Uh, what team did you play for?
3: Where you couldn't stand your own fan base? Oh, that's, Arno, that's, Arno's that's Arno's easy. Browns,
2: Patriots. Oh, well, you already
3: know. It's Cleveland. You know. You can't. They, they were pretty. <laughs> We were 3-13. You have to understand, Judd. They really can turn on you pretty quick. I I mean, when I was bending over a snap in that end zone, the dog pound would throw
1: oranges at my ass. (laughs) That happens at the grocery store, though, too, in fairness. I've seen that 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 happen a lot. I mean,
3: (laughs) you haven't seen it very often where they throw dog biscuits at the long snapper's ass.
1: That's creative. That happened
3: before I snapped the ball, too, by the way. (laughs) During the game. Nice concentration, then. I didn't mess it. I didn't mess it up. Yeah, I mean, good. you thought the snap was high in 98.
1: Imagine. By the, the way, I
3: just spoke with Mitch Berger. He was at a luncheon with me with the Wilfs.
1: Was he eating just a Snickers bar?
3: <laughs> oh, there's so oh, many Mitch Berger stories That was good.
1: <laughs> See, that was good.
3: He said oh. the snap was perfect, though.
1: Yeah? And yeah. you guys cleared that up? We cleared you that up. Feel all of I told him, you
3: know what, what? I think about. the snap, uh, the, the hold was perfect, too. So who do we blame it on?
2: Well.
3: How about Gary? One,
2: once you wrote... Mitch, that big
3: check, all of a sudden, the snap became perfect. That's right. That's right. Because hey, God Mitch, knows.
2: here's 500 bucks. Yeah. Here's what to say about the snap. It was perfect. Yeah.
3: Dead on. Dead
1: on. Uh, just so we can get you on the record here in our last minute, we already went on and made our uh, our, our Super Bowl predictions here. Forget about the spread. Just straight up, who's going to win the game on Sunday? Patriots, Eagles. Who's winning the game? Eagles. Who are you cheering for, too? Eagles.
3: Uh, I think I'm cheering for the Eagles, I believe it or not. Okay. Um I like some some of the people that are on that team. Chris Long. There are some good, good people. I'm I'm kind of a a Nick Foles guy. I thought he was kind of dealt a bad hand there for a while. But what I really don't like is sort of the Patriot way
1: of doing things lately. Well, we shall see. Hey, man, thanks for coming out. Thanks, Michael. You betcha. Superstar Mike Morris. Absolutely. Radio Row, find all of our stuff on demand. Judd's back here
0: tomorrow. Star this afternoon from 3 to 6. Thanks for listening, everybody.